Well, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And probably again and again as as dementia sets in and I have <laughs> even less recollection of having ever said it. Um, but the one thing, if anything has good can be said has come out of the pandemic uh, and the 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 time in which we went that movies weren't m- movies weren't coming out there were no new movies and and yeah you were just kind of stuck with whatever was on your shelf is that now we have this backlog and it feels like it is the moviegoers extravaganza if you're a, if you're a movie fanatic baby this is woodstock it's like <laughs> It's happening, it's here, it's MCU movies. We are six weeks out, not even five weeks out. Not from even Spider Man No Way Home. Not even four. Not even three. No, no. <laughs> it is five. But we're five, five weeks out. Five and a half. Whatever. I whatever it is. It's a we're, it's, we're, we're we're approaching very quickly. Yeah. We're less than two months away from Spider Man No Way Home. Hmm. Good God. I can't. I just, ah, oh, it's so, we're two weeks away. We're two, not even, not even <laughs> in like a week, you like a week be, tomorrow. You should be I'll be going car salesman. I, <laughs> you keep making this off and you're like, it's not even that. It's, it's, it's not even that. Yeah. Seven bucks. Not even. I'm you for six seventy five. Um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is like right around the corner. Oh my goodness. You know what? So a new, I just want to say this. Mm -hmm. A new Ghostbusters trailer came out the other day. Yes. Yes. Did you, did you watch it? I've chosen not to yet. I might cave, but yeah. Am I, if I say something, am I going to spoil it for you? I don't think so. No. Okay. Unless, unless, were you at that actual screening back in August where they actually saw the film? Because if you spoil, like, if you get into that much detail, then I might have a problem. I don't know legally that I'm allowed to answer that. <laughs> Continue. Um, if you listen, if you don't want to know about, if you know, if you're in Pete's shoes, except you do care and you don't want to know what's in the trailer, for the next, you know, skip thirty seconds, skip forward thirty seconds, and you'll be good to go. All right, here's your warning. There's a shot at the end of this trailer where you see, like, so these trailers have been full of, it's it's the kids, right? They're like, it's a passing of the proton pack and 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 these kids are, you know, they're, they're Egon's children, I don't know, or grandchildren, right? So Egon, who is played by Harold Ramis in the original two, it's his grandchildren, because um, Harold Ramis, the actor, is dead now. Mm-hmm. Um and yada, 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 and Paul Rudd's in there, and so on and so forth. And so you see lots of, you know, we've seen lots of proton packs in the trailers and stuff like that. But there is a shot that is just sort of, you know, like mid-drift section, and you can see three three proton pack ones ready to go, charged up. But if you look closely, it's not kids. <laughs> it's like men's fingers with wedding rings. <laughs> and you hear Bill Murray's voice saying, did you miss us? And hmm. oh my God, I, when that happened, I probably watched that part of the trailer five times. <laughs> and I turned 
I turned to Brienne and I said, listen, the last time I was this excited for a movie was The Force Awakens, going mm. into The Force Awakens. Right. And I don't, and, and I think I will enjoy this more than I enjoyed The Force Awakens. No way. It has way. been a very long time since wow. I have been, I, I, this, this supersedes Endgame excitement. What? Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, just everything about this. I And my hopes are way too high, absolutely. Absolutely, my hopes are way too high. But if this Ghostbusters movie ends up being what I what I hope it is, what they're promising it is, if it ends up being that, good gravy. I I I don't know how many times I don't how many times can you like mathematically can you go see a film? I <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i'm so excited i am so excited for that movie but that's not the movie we're here to talk about no so on that note welcome to the movie men podcast as you've alluded to we are reviewing a new uh film a film that uh was released in theaters and that we saw after spending so many months at home and it's uh, a new chapter of the MCU universe, and I think it's about time that we did review Thor The Dark World. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, it's, uh, you, you, you can't look, you can't look at a, a collection of, of, of Monet's and Picasso's and, and, you know, whatever else, Da Vinci's. And not acknowledge your your child's <laughs> macaroni glued to some construction paper taped to the fridge that looks like maybe your child has actually already started binge drinking when they <laughs> when they put this thing together. So Thor of the Dark World, your time has come. The one thing I'll say is you probably overshot it a bit when you told me I had to rent an entire theater to watch it and just I had to sit there by myself to watch it in that atmosphere. I think watching it on home on my tablet would have sufficed, but we'll get well, into I just that. didn't want anyone else to see you cry at how bad <laughs> Thor the Dark World is. Like I didn't that was that was more about protecting you than it was you know benefiting your experience. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yes. So the new film. Eternals. And I want to tell you something because this was something I was worried about and it was something that I'd kind of like cautioned you about. Um, so I'm here to let you know that having seen the Eternals, um, the fact that you haven't seen Shang-Chi is okay from a understanding the Eternals. There was nothing in the Eternals that was like, oh, okay, and I get that because of Shang-Chi. Um mm. It's still not okay that you haven't seen it because, oh my goodness, what a great movie. And as soon as, uh, actually, I think... Literally, so if you want to see it's in three days. No, not even that. Two days. No, not even that. One day, I will be yeah, able to watch tomorrow. it. Yeah, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow on Disney+. Plus. So, mm. absolutely. And But this it's like a great, you know, like make some popcorn. Or get some, like, sit down. You know how sometimes you, like, throw a movie on and you're like, ah, I'm going to watch this movie. And then other times you're like, all right, it's movie night. Make it a movie night. Make, oh, it, a, make it a, you know, sure. dim the lights. Have some fun with this. It's okay. such a good movie. All right. 
Well, you know, yeah. you know, watch, yeah. watch it the way you would watch Titanic or Casino Royale. Sure, or Casino Royale. Okay, or The Great Gatsby. Yes. Okay. Hey, preach, brother. Okay, I'll do yeah. it. It's so- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but the Eternals. Listen, do you have a trivia? It's one hit brief or miss question. with new films. One one okay. brief question. Are you going to give your spoil? I, I felt like you were going to lean into your spoiler um, warning, but maybe I'm misinterpreting. Well, yeah, no, okay, yeah, let's do that. I, sure. I, you know what? Every time, listen, my intention is to do that in every single episode. This is episode what? 166? Oh, yeah. 164? Yeah. 168? Let me, do, yeah, I, I think, think we're in 168? Yes. Um, or 64. And 64. I've been, and I've intended to do it in every single episode. <laughs> and I've done it in maybe like six. <laughs> I, you, listen, I'm going to defend you here. I'm not your mother, but I still will get your back here. I feel like you're, I would say about 99.9% on the new releases you say it. And I think that's the most prudent to say, like that's the most crucial to say because new releases, you have to warn people. When we're removing, oh, sure. when we're reviewing something from like 1992, like, listen, you've had 30 years, you gotta. All right, listen, folks, if you haven't seen The Wizard of Oz, then <laughs> exactly, you know, yeah, yeah, then you're on your own. Yeah, uh, but The Eternals, listen, if you haven't seen The Eternals, a, what are you doing with your life, and b, go away. Like literally, in the most affectionate way possible, piss off. Go, go <laughs> no. watch the Eternals and then come back because we're going to talk about this film very spoiler heavy. We're going to say, you know, oh my god, I can't believe Iron Man comes back and he's alive and like, holy shit. Um, <laughs> and you don't want that type of thing spoiled for you. Um, so sp- either way, because we don't we don't put it in in our episode description anywhere maybe we should maybe that's on me we don't we our 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 episode titles are long enough so we don't put it in mm-hmm. the episode titles yeah um but listen we are going to talk about the eternals under the assumption that either you've seen it or that you're not in the room listening to this right now or you're somehow related to us and just listen because we won't ever pick up the phone and call you, and this is the only way that you can feel like we're still a part of your life. Oh, goodness. Sorry, Mom. Um, so, yeah. So, that's there. That is my spoiler. That is my PSA. Sure. Well, without further ado. Trivia time. Yeah. I want to... I feel like I want to record... I need to record myself going, ow! Oh. And, like... Edit it onto the end of your track, because every time it's just like it—that's what it's missing. Oh yeah, like it, it, you really round it out. And I have to admit, if you're going to that effort, send me that file just so I can add that as my ringtone. You going, ow! I just, just your yeah. Just the every text. time I text you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just me, just whenever I text you. Oh, ow! of course, yeah, yeah, obviously. Okay. Um, my only question is uh, something that was brought on by you know uh, so actually trivia that's not a question but just for interest sake this was my first returning to a movie theater since 2020 pre-pandemic wait what say that again this is the first time that i peter gabriel 
Muchacho Iglesias. Iglesias. I don't know why you went super like Peter and then heart like you were like okay Peter which is about as white a name as you get next to like Steve right it's uh, you know Pete's pretty white a name yeah and then you went like you went old El Paso hard shell soft shell pickled jalapenos as Mexican as you could have possibly gone yep Good on you. It takes it takes takes some cojones. It's if either I might, complete you know. recklessness or courage, and we won't divulge which it is. It's yeah, a bit of both, and neither <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, no. Uh, this is the first time I have sat in a movie theater to watch a film since uh, COVID was a thing. That's not true. You you no you what you went to go see. <laughs> You had like a private screening or something. <laughs> oh, you saw well, Lord, what was it? Lord of the Rings or something? Oh, you saw? that's true. I watched Princess Bride in movie theater. So let me let right. me re, let me rephrase, rephrase that. This is the first time I've seen a new release in a theater since pre-pandemic. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, and and I'm slightly ashamed of you because I feel like <laughs> wait no. You saw No Time to Die in a theater. I did not. I saw it in a drive-in. What? Yes. Seriously? I literally forgot to tell you that when we reviewed No Time to Die. Okay, first of all, (laughs) drive-ins are incredible. Sure. (laughs) But what the absolutely wrong way to go see No Time to Die. It wasn't my preferred, but I understand what you're saying. But it it held up. Like, it didn't ruin the experience. And second of all, I feel like, yeah, man, I got a bone to pick. The audience has a bone to pick with you. <laughs> well, I just feel like since September, there's been like mm. five or six times that I've gone to the theater to sit down and watch a film so that we could review it. For and sure. I'm just realizing how many episodes. Yes. You're, you know. I know. I would just like to thank you for being a guest on the episode this week. Um, <laughs> it is quite the the circumstance for sure. But all all good relationships. Let, let this be a lesson. Mm. If you have differences in your relationship, sure, air that dirty laundry <laughs> out out in public. <laughs> On a podcast, don't talk about it afterwards. Don't say, hey, by the way, you know, I've been noticing. No, just write. Because there's no there's no stronger form of accountability. Oh, for sure. Then, yeah. you know, than just being like, you know, then then it's like, it's like, you know, it, it's, it's like when your husband is always peeing on the on the on the seat. He's not lifting the lid and he's, mm. he's peeing all over the toilet seat. Which is yeah, gross. you bring that up. Yeah, you bring that up. Thanksgiving dinner when his mother's over. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. you know, yeah. And then that's all you need to say, and then the rest <laughs> will take care of itself. <laughs> oh yeah. All but right. on the note, so, on that note, <laughs> so trivia. I feel like you almost need to play the song again. Yeah. Hey, I want to do it. Yeah. Ow! There we go. All right. Okay. 
my question that was, you know, the, what started this tangent was started like a, I was watching the pre-movie, you know, news and information on Hollywood. My question for you, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe of film, so not including television shows, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe of film, how many times have we had a female director? Oh, um, okay. Can I, can I try to mentally work through some of this? Of course. Um, so Iron Man one and two is John Favreau. <laughs> Thor one is Kenneth Branagh. Which I think I um, forgot he directed stuff. Yeah. Well, you can tell you, yeah. So you can tell that he directed it because there's so many shots where the camera's on like a 45 degree angle. And that's, that is the, that's the Kenneth Branagh thing. He does, that's his, oh, really? it's, that, that is his JJ Abrams lens flare. Hmm. His, you know, hmm. his cinematic calling card. Interesting. Um, I don't know who did the first Captain America. Hmm. The first two Avengers are Joss Whedon. Um, Ant-Man, I'm jumping all over the place here, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, all the other Captain Americas are the Russo brothers. So are the second two Avengers. Um, Thor, the dark world. I don't know. I don't care. Well, I said first, I said like female director in the MCU and that is officially been removed from canon. Right, fair enough. Um Thor Ragnarok is Taika. Yes. Spider-Man, I it, the name's escaping me but he's a, it's a man. Sure. Um uh, Guardians is James Gunn. Guardians 1 and 2, that is. Mm. Um, Ant-Man was going to be Edgar Wright, but then it wasn't and became someone else. But I'm pretty sure it's, it's, pretty sure it's a dude still. Uh, I know that Shang, Shang-Chi was a guy because I, there's, you know, it was recent and I remember, I can't, I don't know the guy's name, but mm. I can picture him from all the publicity junket stuff. <laughs> yeah. Captain Marvel. Ooh. I'm going to say that Captain Marvel it feels too ballsy to have a man direct Captain Marvel. Not that you couldn't. Not that I have any issue with like men directing women and women directing men and, sure. and yada yada yada. Yep. Um but mm-hmm. It yes, because I know nothing about so the director that directed name. Captain Marvel. Sure, and uh, just for the I guess context. a woman that so, directed. Yeah, the answer is Eternals. at least at least one. Just because I'm confirming to you that, that yes, Eternals, Eternals, the film that we're review- reviewing, was directed by Chloe. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Zayo. Okay, I'm going to say that this is unless I'm like, oh, 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 hang on, <laughs> Black Widow. I don't know why. Is this? Is it? prejudice that i'm thinking that all of the female-led mcu movies were probably also directed by females hmm oh uh, yeah i don't know i'm gonna say this is the third time 
And it's a weak argument, but I think Captain Marvel and I think Black Widow were both probably female directors um, and making this the third. So then it's not it's so then it's not prejudice it's just intuitive I guess or like uh, and to be technical I you're either correct or almost correct it, it depends how you divide or split things up so yes Captain Marvel was maybe technically the first depending on you do it uh, apparently it was co-directed so it was correct, directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck so that was the first time a female was involved in directing it. It was co-directing it. And the first time it was solely directed by a woman was Black Widow. So essentially like three times, yes. Just the one time it was a co-directed. So you want to get really technical with talking about directors (laughs) and males and females and stuff. I don't know. Well, no, I'm just, no, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, or I'm, I'm saying, I'm segueing. Um, sure. It's not an observation. I'm I'm saying if you want to. Oh, okay. Um, and this is interesting. And I mean, you don't have to answer. It's neither here nor there. But it sure. just made me think of like, yeah, when you get into strange technicalities. And I think I know. I think I know what my answer is. But the mm. first three Matrix movies are directed by the Wachowski brothers. Right. Yes. One brother of which is now a sister. Right. La- Lana Wachowski, yeah. if I'm and is the soul And is the soul, like, brother Wachowski isn't, didn't come back for Matrix 4. It's just her. Oh, no, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. I didn't realize only one returned. Yeah. I think he's maybe producing it. Like he's, it's certainly, oh. it certainly has his blessing, but he's oh, okay. not. Okay. They're not fully tag teaming it. Um, it's not, it's not a schism though. It's not like, oh, you blasphemer, this shouldn't be happening. Like it's not. Okay. Yeah. You know, but anyways, I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not a, we're not a socioeconomical, we're not a psychology, we're not a whatever <laughs> podcast, but it is, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to ponder then. Right, For is sure. like you know. Well, technically, at that point, mm. the she was a Wachowski brother. Um, I think it all depends. I think honestly, I think you would just have to ask the individual. Oh yeah. How, how sure. would you like that to be referred to as? Because I feel like some people yeah. would be like, no, you know what? At that point, that's who I was. Um, mm-hmm. And then conversely, you would have some people who would say, well. Who I am now is who I always was. I just mm. couldn't talk about it then. Well, that's that's right? the thing, right? Because it it's you, you. I think you hit the nail on the head. You'd have to ask the individual because were they concealing something because of the time and the place of you know twenty years ago of some things not being as properly. You know, I think you're right. It, it would be a very individual answer that you would have to get from each individual. Yeah, for sure. And and it's not even like, you know, it's not, it's, you're in the spotlight, you're in Hollywood. So all mm. eyes are on you. Oh, yeah. And it's not even just like coming out of the closet. It, it was a whole different, you know, it's, right. it's a whole different animal mm-hmm. um, at the time, for sure. Like in early 2000s, oh, yeah. way more, way more controversial, way more taboo. Then less understood, less understood even, than just simply coming out and saying, 
you know, yeah. I'm I'm not heterosexual. Um, right. Yeah, whole whole other different ball game. Anyways, um, yeah. nearly twenty five minutes into this podcast, Eternals. <laughs> You know, we tangent a lot, but I never walk away from the tangent going like, ah, oh, just what a bunch of shit content that was. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, <laughs> I think the people are here for it. I hope so. It's like when you bite into a Toblerone bar. In what way? Well, you're, you're sh- you know, you're, you're showing up and yeah, sure, chocolate is advertised, but you're there for the nougat. Right. You know. Can I little can bits I that you can there? chew on? Can I? Hmm. I'll I'll save this for later. I'll put it in my hat. We'll come back to it. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. Let's it's, get this all listen, out of our system so that by the time we're an hour into this, we can just focus <laughs> on the movie. Okay. It it got me. The movie got me thinking, and I well in the what we watched section, it got me thinking too. But like, if you could not like, where would you live? in the past, like present or past, because I'm not getting into the nuances of, um, you know, medical care today or medical science is better today, so you'll live longer or like this or that. I'm strictly asking, because this movie got me thinking, because we saw different periods of time and it just, I was thinking like, hey, this is fun, this is cool. And it got me to thinking like, what would be Brady, what era would you love to be most amazed in? Like, if you say lived in the woods for your first 20 years, would you rather come out of those woods and it be 2021 and see the crazy things that had changed since you went in the woods? And it was like, wow, this more heavy technological advancements. Like I can do these crazy things with a, a square thing that fits in my pocket and I can listen to every song in the world and I can do everything I've ever wanted to do. Or would you rather come out in the woods and it be like 1912 and like you're seeing a behemoth ship in the Titanic that is just unbelievably giant that you didn't even think man could do something like that or build skyscrapers. And sorry, this is like super out there, but I'm just like, what, which, which way would you rather have your mind blown if you could only pick one and just be amazed with like mankind's accomplishments if you had been sheltered in some way like modern day or like a technical achievements of like a hundred years ago um well, that's very interesting because at first i was going to say well i feel like the further back you go the less of a shock it will be because there's less tech mm. but but that's only no no but that is true i was thinking well, because then i was thinking then i was thinking well that's only applicable if you have context if you understood the world before you went into the woods mm. um then then you would come out with you know with with a bigger shock um whereas but yeah no if you knew the woods if you knew if you knew the woods, you know the woods. Um, oh yeah, and you'd spent twenty years living in the woods. Then one of those is you know then it's it is less of a shock of your system to come out into you know the Roman Empire hmm. than it is to come out into to you know Wall Street twenty twenty one. 
Like there's sure. there's there's one's a lot closer to what you know. Mm. And to what Fair you've enough. probably intuitively already been doing to survive the last 20 years, the tools you've built yourself in the woods. Hmm. Um, I don't know. That's weird. Because normally people say, like, if you could visit any or if you could live in any. But that's not really what you're asking. You're no. asking... I don't fully understand what you're asking. Actually, okay. And I'm glad you just said that. Because let me refine my question. Okay. This is, this is better. Let me try and articulate it better. If you had come, if you could just like disappear and live in the woods and be sheltered from everything that's advancing and say come 15 years ago, so what are we looking at? That'd be 2006. If you had just disappeared in 2006, where we've got some things, we've got iPods and things and I'm drastically underselling it. But like, Yeah, they've got the, the, like the light bulb has been yeah. it's around <laughs> like There's it's some not things. the stone age but i'm just saying there were no smartphones just uh, the technology that we take for granted today like to like for you for example you do so much editing of software and different things like that with different art and forms that nowhere near was on the end user uh, affordability in 2006 so i'm just saying you know, using things like Snapchat or, you know, social media and things that we just kind of just shrug at and go, yeah, this is fine. 15 years ago, at least, was not the same as it is today. As with, I'm talking, if you could hide in a woods from 1897 to 1912, which, if you could only experience one of the, wow, jaw-dropping, what advancements we've had, I guess I'm just saying would... Like mechanical achievements of like ships, skyscrapers, architecture be more jaw dropping of an experience for you? Or would the, hey, I can do more things than just play in sync on my iPod in this 15 year jump? I mean, we live in a world now where cars can drive themselves. And I, I right? don't, okay. you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know that you can top that. I will say, and this is the sure. last thing I want to say before, you know, we're. Yeah. Of course. Before we actually talk about the, <laughs> before we stray away from the false advertising that we've been doing with this episode so far, <laughs> neither um, of us have actually seen Eternals. I just no, I you know, yeah, it's not it's not even out yet. We're just waiting. <laughs> We're killing time. Yeah. Um, like a month ago or a month and a half ago, I built a gaming PC. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A gaming PC by definition, but by by usage, like a a video editing, podcast editing, mm. like a, a content creation, a, a, a productivity, creativity powerhouse of a computer. Sure. And yep. I built it. Wow. I bought all the pieces separately, yep. individually, bought a CPU, bought the fans, bought a wow. motherboard, bought hard drives, bought a video card, bought everything. Hmm. Power supply, you name it. And I assembled it. And my dad is a tech guy. Nice. Um, He's worked his entire adult life. So the last 35 years uh, in the telecommunications industry, you know, whether it's fiber optics Mm. or cable TV or or whatever, just uh, as that industry kind of evolves, he's evolved with it. Oh, sure. 
And I think back to the days of like early 2000s or late 90s. And I think of like sitting in our basement on our Windows 98 or Windows, maybe Windows XP. Sure. Machine. And playing games or, or, you know, going online and playing little flash games on the web or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Had you, I think if you had looked at my dad at that time Hmm. and you had said in, in 20 years, (laughs) your son having not gone to school, not being a computer scientist, not, not having done any schooling on computer sciences or, or any of that will, will be able to build a computer in an afternoon. Hmm. Literally. True. Literally. Uh, like 2000 times more advanced, powerful, impressive <laughs> than the machine, than the, this, you know, $3,000 computer that you have in the basement that's capable of storing, you know, 50 megabytes of information. Uh, he would have been bewildered. Hmm. Fair and enough. So that's huge. Yep. Everything's so yep. much more accessible. Anyways, Eternals. Yes. This film's got a lot of, listen, it, it's, it's too soon to talk a whole lot about. Normally I would do like, hey, you know, this is mm. how much it's making. This is what it's looking like on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yep. We will talk, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit. So as of right now, on Rotten Tomatoes, this film has a critic score of 47. Ooh. It has an audience score of 81. Oh, okay. So it's pretty different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I went into this film, I don't know about you, I went into this film with zero expectations. I went into this film, any excitement that I had going into this film was directly tied to the fact that it was an MCU film. This is the first time I've gone to see an MCU film and have had little to no knowledge on the history of the characters, the history of, of any of it. I went into it. I was like, I don't know. I, I you know, mm. before we, you know, we go into stuff and we talk about Ant-Man or whatever, and I can school you on Ant-Man and tell you, well, you know, well, actually, the way, you know, I went into this, I was like, I don't know who the Eternals are. Hmm. I don't know what they are. I don't know what the point is. Um, <laughs> I was excited. I was excited because it was the MCU. Um mm. But I didn't have any expectations going into it. None of the trailers really did a whole lot for me. Um, and my quick hot take will be to say, this movie does a lot of weird things for me and has me in a really weird position because with the exception of Thor the Dark World, and I was thinking about this prior to sitting down and talking to you, so it's it's funny that Thor the Dark World has been uh, so prominent in the episode. With the exception of Thor the Dark World, I don't know that I've ever been as bored during an MCU <laughs> film. However... <laughs> I didn't walk away from this film thinking that was bad. 
I walked away from this hmm. film thinking, man, that was that was pretty good. Hmm. Super wow. bored while watching it. Not all the time, but definitely at times. I was like, this is boring. This is this is I this is kind of boring. But even when I was like, this is boring, I it's so weird. I would have leaned over to you and I would have said, This is boring. And you would have said, Oh, you don't like this? And I would have said, No, I love this. <laughs> it's so weird. I walked away from it. I like this movie. I'm going to see it again this weekend. Uh, But with the exception of Thor of the Dark World, I don't know that an MCU movie has ever had me as bored while watching it as this one did. What a weird combination. It's so weird. And that's, and I can't even like, I'd love to unpack that further and I will try, but I, but I don't know how, because I've never felt it before. I can't compare it to, (laughs) I can't compare it to anything else. Normally if it's like, oh, this movie's boring. What a shit film. Right. But I don't feel that way. (laughs) Right. Um, so yeah, I went in as equally as blind as you were. Um, I was just, I think I was, I, I actually quite, was quite giddy. I was eager to go into a theater again and see a film. And, um, regardless of the content in this specific MCU chapter, I was just excited for it. So, um, I think I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I, I guess my equivalent of like being bored, I thought it was just far too long. There were just, it, for the way it made me feel and for the story that was told, I don't think it required as much screen time as it has or as it had. And I think that if it had been snipped down, maybe that solves both our problems of, you know, something that you enjoyed, but maybe w- would have been less boring just if you, if you trim the fat a little bit. Um, so yeah, I found the length was a little problematic and to a degree it felt a little bit contrived. Um, just because I don't know, this is the first phase two film that I've really seen. So it's, it's just hard to kind of hit the ground running with this, with a group that isn't familiar from phase one. And so I, you know, why, what I'm saying is contrived. Like it was just, there was a whole, there was like a whole character the until the very end who the boyfriend of, um, Ooh, what's her name? He was a normal, he was, uh, well, I guess he's named Black Knight in this film. Um, who was Cersei? dating Cersei's, Cersei's, Cersei's yeah. boyfriend? Yeah, um, and you know, it felt like the majority of his role was just for exposition. Like he he was just kind of catching up the audience on everything that was kind of backstory for these people that, for some reason, you know, they chose not to show us or they felt was important but not showing us or, or so on and so forth. So just I, my initial impressions of the film are like, okay, this is feeling a little forced. This seems a little dialogue kind of content heavy. Like, let's move along with the story. Let's get into the fun aspect of MCU. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think I thought it was necessarily boring, but I definitely thought it was far too long. And... I have one main critique of the film. Can I? Sorry, can I just that. I want to correct something you said. Um, sure, it's yeah. it's not it's it's not. You know, I'm I, we're picking at the weeds here, but oh yeah, someone you know, there's there's going to be other diehards out there like me that are like, oh, uh, uh, so sure, 
yeah. this is this is phase four of oh. the MCU. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, sorry, it's okay. You, so it's you I know, know what I meant. Uh, we know what you mean. It's, it's yeah, post yeah, yeah, post yeah. Infinity Saga is what. You yes, mean. yes, yeah. yes, yes. But yes, I just yeah. you know so technically because phase no, no, no. one, phase two, phase three are actually right. are actually is right. MCU terminology. I, I just right. I thought it was important to make that distinction. Oh, for sure. For sure. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, uh, my one critique, and we'll get into it later, uh, was mainly a personal thing I would have changed about the film. But I will say in this film's defense, this film, I thought, raised kind of a f- interesting kind of head-scratching kind of existential question. And for that, I think there's some merit as far as this film holding a you know, holding its own. Just the concept of what are we or who are we without our past, without our memories. Like that is a very, I don't know, It's it, at least for me, maybe I'm kind of just honing in on something that we wasn't intended to, to be as profound. But I thought that was just a very interesting thing that uh, definitely had me scratching my head as well. No, I, I, I think it's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it is long. And I did feel that. I did. That was one of the things when the movie ended, I thought, how long was that movie? And it's about two mm. and a half hours. Sure. Um, but it's a long two and a half hours. Yeah. Right. It doesn't, some of the, it has some pacing issues. Um, I like that someone was, one of the people I was saying it with said, I found it really distracting that there were such big names in this. Hmm. Um, With Selma Hayek, Angelina Jolie. Mm. Hmm. And that those were, you know, those were such big, big names. And I personally didn't have an issue with it. Hmm. And it bewildered me a little bit just because I was like, okay, well, I mean, but let's let's take a look back here. Josh Brolin plays Thanos. Hmm. Kurt Russell is Star-Lord's dad. <laughs> Ant-Man has has Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. Hmm. Even when the MCU, uh, Anthony Hopkins is Odin. Like, it, the MCU oh, hasn't yeah, strayed away from mm-hmm. big names. Um, right. Just announced for, um, just announced for Ant Man three is Bill Murray. Oh no way! In um, in is it Thor three? Yeah, yes. in the new Love upcoming Thor Thunder? film. Yeah. The the villain is being played by Christian Bale. So, like, the oh. MCU doesn't stray away from... So, anyways, I didn't find that distracting. Um, I thought Angelina Jolie was incredible in this. Like, had so much oh, actual you like, would. depth. And, like... Well, but just, like, her... All of her, like, internal struggle stuff. Like... Oh, sure. Yep. Uh, it, it was incredible. So that was really good. Um, she she was the 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 champion or the forefront or the person who brought the concept of like she is a threat to all of us 
for our own safety, we should probably wipe her slate clean. And that means we won't know this. We won't know, like, Thena won't be Thena at that point. And that she, she spearheaded that whole struggle of, like, what does it mean to have our memories wiped? And, you know, who are we and what are we? And, yeah. No, I agree. She did have some some depth. So speaking of the name Thena, I want uh, I want to touch on how fun this movie is. Okay, so let's it, it first of all, it's a huge movie. In that and I think this is what I think this is one of the reasons why some people aren't enjoying it. I think this is why for some people it's missing. It's it's instead of swinging and hitting, it's swinging and missing. This film completely upheaves the MCU as we know it. Within the opening sequence, in the beginning, we're talking about creators, we're talking about all of this stuff, like the origins of the universe. And it kind of makes stuff like the Infinity Stones and Endgame and what happened with all that seem pretty, pretty minor league baseball. (laughs) you know like it's 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 a much bigger it's 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 just like taking a you know it's like oh you thought you thought this was intense before this is a much more um oh what's the word i'm looking for is it is that is is describing this hang on yes macro this is a much more macro mm, sure. look at the MC at the MCU. Sure. Even factoring in all the stuff that we've done with now getting into different dimensions with the Loki show and all this other stuff. Right. This is just this is a huge macro thing. And which has been which has been basically what all of post Infinity Saga has been about. Taking the world that you know and that you understand and just blowing the barriers of that wide open and expanding it very quickly. Mm. Very quickly. Hmm. Um, you know, so much so that, like, I think this era that we're in right now of MCU, you know, between Loki, between Spider-Man Far From Home, or uh, No Way Home coming up, between Doctor Strange coming up, between Shang- Shang-Chi and between this... You know, I I think we could come to refer to this era as the Big Bang of the MCU. Hmm. Where all of a sudden this speck exploded aggressively and quickly and and thousands of light years a second at a time just, like, expanded. And I think that's what's happening. Um, So it's, it's it's a huge film. Huge story. Um, I, I love the lore. I love the fact that, you know, that the story of Icarus, of, of the boy who flew too close to the sun, you know, it's about this guy and it's about this guy because Sprite made this story up some 3000 years ago or whatever. And Mm. it just kind of stuck, right? (laughs) Things that Thena, and we, we see it at the end of the film where the little girl refers to Athena as Athena, and she corrects her as if you know, yes, Athena is a very common. It's a it's a it's a common misconception. It's a common thing. 
but but in actuality it's Thena, right? Like just all of this stuff mm. that's like, you know, right. legends of old. Kind of it it has that same feeling of like this is the Thor of legend. Hmm. He's not a legend. He's right here. This is him. This is the guy. This is Odin. Right. This is Heimdall. Hmm. Played by Idris Elba, much to my my earlier point of big names in the MCU. <laughs> That's just true. saying. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so so I love that. Um, I loved that for the most part. This film keeps me guessing. I I had there was at no point like when they revealed that Icarus killed Ajax. Holy shit. I wasn't like, yep, saw that coming. No, it was like, whoa. Yeah, that was Icarus is, quite surprising. Is a douche? <laughs> I knew he was kind of douchey, but like, I didn't know he was full douche. Yeah, like I think right from the go, he was giving off some 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 dink vibes. But yeah, no, not to the point but of not any, evil vibes. any of us expecting that he was going to do what he did. So when that happens, crazy. When it's revealed that, you know, it's sort of the big reveal that that the Eternals are just there for the sake of the Celestials, that that we're farming humans, farming planets, right? A planet is basically the womb for the next Celestial. Whoa. Like, I, I wasn't like, oh, well, yeah, obviously. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> right. Like, it, it it did a really good job at that. The only thing that I saw coming was either Sprite was going to be killed or somehow turned human. Hmm. I knew that was going to happen. Because m- minutes into being introduced to Sprite, I thought to myself, hang on a second. The way the MCU works, the way movies work, is that by the time you show up in another MCU film, it'll be three years from now. By the time you have your next own MCU film, it'll be three or four years. Yep. You as a character, unless they kill you off, if, if Tony Stark or any of these other characters are, are to be taken as an example, a Thor... You may have a 15-year tenure in the MCU. Hmm. Yeah. And a huge part of your character and your character's story and your character's motivation is you are stuck at the age that you're at. Well, sweetheart, that's not going to fly. Because in five years, it's going to be very obvious that you're 19 and not 14. And then it's going to become very obvious that you're... 24 and not 14 mm. or, tw- or or pushing 30 and not 14. Um, right. And so I knew I like right away. I was like, okay, you're either not making it out of this film or, <laughs> you know, this is, this is, they have to do something. Otherwise this is a big, ugly loophole. Yep. Um, the one other thing I'll say is this film. And I, I, I decided this very early on and I think it's I think it's I think it excuses a lot of the of feeling like okay this is a little slow to get going this is very much an establishing film I think that we are more than 
more than Shang. Well, okay, so definitely more than Spider. Well, no. See, every okay. Listen, every MCU <laughs> property just about that we've had so far, when it ends, has been setting up something huge. So you have Spider-Man: Far From Home. When it ends, everyone finds out that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Which we now know as yep. the plot device, is the catalyst for Spider-Man: No Way Home. Hmm. Um, when you don't know this, but at the end of Shang Chi, there's a pretty big question that's raised about where did these rings come from, and it seems like these hmm. rings are are calling out to someone. They're sending out a transmission, almost, but to who? And Wong is like, you know, I've searched our codexes and stuff. Like we, you know, they seem old, but we don't know how old. There's nothing about them in any of our extremely extensive codexes. I don't know what the hell they are. I don't know where they came from, but but they seem to be sending a signal out. Hmm. So that's a big setup. The end of WandaVision. Wanda is now actually a witch. She is the Scarlet Witch, and she's off on her own on the run, but like doing some little something, something, right? She's like studying and and learning, and and that can't be good. The end of Loki. Did you end up watching Loki? No, no. Oh my god, you got to watch Loki. So the end of Loki, basically, (laughs) the multiverse gets completely Loki basically completely F's up the multiverse hmm. Re- erases his timeline entirely and is stuck on another one you'd like the you'd like it's got Owen Wilson in it I think I think Loki would really make you say wow um, <laughs> oh sorry no no I think both are I think both, both are, are applicable applicable there <laughs> Um, but everything, everything's just been this major setup. And I think this film is by no means an exception to that. Hmm. I think the Celestials are a huge setup. Because I knew the second, you know, they're talking about their plan in this movie and how they're going to kill. And I'm, I don't have all the names figured out just yet. I got to see it once or twice more and, and read the names online and stuff. But... Um, the celestial from within the planet. They got to stop that one, the baby celestial, so that, you know, and and whatever, so that it doesn't destroy the planet. But that's going to be in direct defiance to, is it Arm, Arm, Armisen? Arm? Hmm. The, 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 like the original celestial, the one that's like in charge of everything. Yes created the Eternals, is in charge of the sperm donor program that they're running with Celestials and planets and stuff. Um, In direct defiance of that guy. And the second we started talking about that plan, and I was like, and it seemed like that was a plan that we were properly going to execute, I was like, okay... But he's not just going to shrug that off. Like, you you know, you're opening, yeah, you'll save the planet, but you're also opening a can of worms. 
Because if you think this guy, you think this this celestial, is just going to be like, oh well, you bested me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all got another thing coming. So I think they're setting up the next major thing. I think this is like the yes. baby stages, you know, in like um, in the first Guardians movie where we we see the first Infinity Stone, and we don't really know what it is, and we don't know what it means, but it seems like it's a part of something bigger. That's what I think this is. This is the beginning of possibly a ten year, possibly a fifteen year journey to the next crazy event in the MCU. Hmm. I'd agree. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Visually, the movie's great. I think all the CGI is great, with the exception of the one post-credit scene where, for some reason, Harry Styles shows up as the surprisingly <laughs> untesticular chin-looking version of Thanos's brother. <laughs> um, but he's preceded by. By what? What was it? it was it like a, a? It was like a gnome or like some kind of whatever that came out through the portal before him. You know what I mean? Seemed like his little henchman or something. Uh, some might say a gnomed Patton Oswalt. Is that? Was it? It wasn't played by Patton Oswalt, was it? Pretty sure. <gasps> yeah. Okay, that's a weird combination, <laughs> Patton Oswalt and Harry Styles. But yeah, but like everything in this movie looked great except for that. The CGI on that guy looked like video game cutscene tech from like 10 years ago. It looked horrible. <laughs> it was so... Did you pick up on that? It was so distractingly bad. Oh, it didn't hit me like that, but I, I am curious to see if it uh, would be that oh, bad it looks, if I saw yeah, it again. It looks, looks terrible. Horrible. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else? Like what, you know, give me your overall thoughts. <clears throat> My overall thoughts, I think, will become clear when I give my score. But I, I the, the two things I'd hit on is uh, the person I saw this with, and I, I said this at the time, and I still feel this way. I, I don't know if the film did... I, I think the film did an okay job with character development. I think with any type of film where there's arguably like, you know, eight to ten main protagonist it's a where big ensemble it's a big ensemble and it's hard to really invest in characters when you have to split so much time to each one of them and again that adds to the length of the film so that feeds into that problem but i it is it is just a difficult difficult task to develop them to make us invested in them to make them rich to make them do rich uh, things when there's that volume of them so I thought it did fairly well for that challenge, but I, I think just compared to, like, say, uh, an entry-level a gateway film that, you know, if you're saying, like, Iron Man, or, so, yeah, Iron Man 1, or Spider-Man 1, or insert blank one, compared to just having one sole character to kind of really flesh out and give backstory to, it is a challenge to have 8 to 10, so we're, we obviously don't have the depth, the richness, um, so I, I think that's a fault, but I'm not saying it's the film's fault. It's just a difficult, difficult task. Um, but I mean, maybe yeah, that is the, I, maybe that is the film's fault. I mean, I mean, it was you. It, it was the film's de- decision to take that on. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, maybe that's I, a lack I of that foresight. Too, like, 
Yeah, like maybe you take on some poetic j- license and say, okay, like I know, maybe we combine some of the characters or drop a couple off here or there or do something to kind of, yeah, mitigate that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Visuals visuals were fine for me. I, I wasn't blown away, but like there there were nothing nothing wrong with them. Soundtrack was fine. Um I think character the one I do have to admit, actually, after just ripping on character development, I think that specifically with Tinker or uh, Sprite's kind of Tinkerbell <laughs> analogy, I thought that was good. I thought that was good. Like it it gave her specifically some depth. And again, just kind of giving us a philosophical, like, ooh, wouldn't that be kind of brutal? Being stuck on Earth for thousands of years, but never getting to actually partake in adult things because you look like a child. Like, that, that is very, that, from an individual storyteller, like an individual story perspective in film or literature, that's that's brutal like that's unfortunate yeah and then so, sort of her love triangle with yeah with you know her her feelings for icarus which i mean are bound to happen to some degree because if you're like if you can't partake in relationships with common society because no one will interact with you then you're kind of stuck with like okay you know these are the crew that know me so i've got to know them over thousands of years so that seemed natural to me but yeah yeah so uh, that that being said i guess there were some there were some gems and some good components of the the character development but the one flaw that i have and this is just a me thing it's not that the film was bad because of this it's just bad to me because of this i i leaned forward in my seat when we got our first flashback to ancient mesopotamia i think it was like 2000 bc or some such and i was like ooh. This is kind of cool. Like, this is very cool. And, okay, maybe this will be the only flashback, but this is still kind of fun. And then we got the other flashbacks to, like, I think it was Babylon. And then we jumped forward, like, 1,500 years. And then that was it. And I thought, okay, this is a good start. Where are the other flashbacks? Like, I would have been been okay if the film was still two and a half hours long. But had way more flashbacks. So I, I, can I wanted answer to answer that question. Uh, I, and I know there's probably a reason for it, but well, I don't know that there's a reason, but I can tell you where the others are. Oh, go, go, go on. So there has been talk <laughs> over the last couple of days that the director of this film may be attached or becoming attached, or whatever, in development with a prequel Disney Plus series to this. Huh. Which a prequel series then, obviously, would be the Eternals living on Earth through mm-hmm. through all these time periods. I mean... And I'd be so there for that. I, I would be too, but then I'm also... Like, I think I would remove whatever I give this score out of 10, I think I might remove a point from it saying, all right, I don't need you. Where's the TV show? Like, I... <laughs> so I shouldn't have I'm told not being, you. I'm not being petty about it. It's just, for me, that would have elevated this film just because I loved seeing something like that. So I'm not saying... Like, from a story perspective, I know that might have congested things up a bit, always kind of just showing in the past. But work in 
working some of the things so we can just see them happening so we don't need an expositional boyfriend to kind of bring us up to speed. And just from like a visually entertaining going to the movie theater to be transcended to like a different universe, a different time, I wanted to see them in like Rome, in Greece. I wanted to see them in Egypt. I wanted to see them like just insert anywhere and some cool historic moment in time. And I know this was hinted at in the post credit scene, but I really wanted to see like in addition to a lot of these other things, let's see some Middle Ages stuff. Let's see some yeah. Dark Ages stuff. Let's see some very cool stuff and make it work naturally with the film so that, you know, some of these flashbacks really feed in and we don't have to have expositional dialogue to say things. We see it when they're sitting with King Arthur that one of them says something to the other and you go, oh, okay, that's more visually entertaining. But what... Um- <sighs> Yeah. What? Uh, so okay. So two questions. One's a yes yeah, or no. Yeah. Sure. Um, and, because I don't know anything about. Um, oh, the boyfriend. The boyfriend. The, the same actor that played Jon Snow in. In Game of Thrones. The uh, right. Said his name was like Black Knight. I think Black Knight, according to Google. Um, is that because I don't know? And maybe maybe hmm. this came up when. When you were reading on google but like during that sure. post credit scene when i saw him open the the box and there was a sword in there so you could yes. see like you could see paintings on the inside of the box it felt very medieval mm. kind of like you know middle middle yeah. ages england yeah. sure. knights and and dragons and stuff yeah um and all I, all i could think to myself was and i and i have no basis for this whatsoever maybe it's just because it's the only prominent sword that i know in any folklore. But the second he opened the box, I was like, holy shit, is that Excalibur? Because <laughs> it wouldn't, like, that's not unlike Marvel to, to have right. Excalibur show yeah. up at some point in some sort of, I'm sure both Marvel and DC have done it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't, is that something you have any knowledge of? No, I'm okay, going to say so no on that, but, that is tantalizing. Yeah, isn't it? The other question I was going to ask you is, of the flashbacks we got, um, which one was the most visually stunning to you? Which one did you go like, oh, wow. Like, oh, wow, they're showing us this. I'm going to cheat and give two answers. Oh, you because the, bastard. Which is really cheating because there are only three flashbacks. It is, it is cheating because I have one picked. Okay, give me yours because uh, I'll cheat, but I'll, I'll let you go first by because I'm cheating. I was, I was humbled, and 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 you know, I was humbled and I was shocked and I was, I was put in a place of oh wow, when we saw, um the mushroom cloud of Hiroshima. Hmm. And then his struggle of like, yeah, this, this is, you know, ultimately what wasn't his fault. No. Um, but certainly, I mean, but. you know, what a, what a, what a miserable curse of a role he played on the earth that he was responsible. He, he's, he's, 
he's directly tied to any advancements we do make. Mm. Um, so I thought that was so interesting. But yeah, it was just like yeah. when it when because it, all of it, you know, it was just like this desolate, like bombed out wasteland, and you saw this massive, massive kilometers upon kilometers tall mushroom cloud. Hmm. And then the the words Hiroshima came on the screen, and I was like, Ugh. "Wow, yeah, wow." And that was just I that was for- like the, you know it was just a, it was it was eye opening. It was jaw dropping and oh, eye opening. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, visually it was Babylon. That was my favorite visually. Um, I think philosophically or morally, the fifteen hundred AD one where. I think it's pronounced Druig, the character, who he can control people, where we're seeing people, like, genocided. Yeah. That's, that's not a right word, but you know what I mean. Like, a, a genocide yeah. is occurring, people are being murdered, slaughtered, and these individuals want to do something, but due to the chain of command being what they're allowed and not allowed to do, are told to stand down. And not just, like, stand down and go on, like, stand down stand there and listen to people like screaming for help. And it was pretty tough. And it, I think it, as much as I ripped on the character development, it was something that went into the, wow, these people, I get, I, sorry, they're not people, but these individuals who've lived here for 7,000 years are haunted by various things. One of them being situations like that. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I liked, what was the, the the guy who was responsible for technology? What was his name? Mm-hmm. It uh, so he was played by Brian Henry, and his name was Fastos, I think. Okay, I loved when he wanted to pr- he wanted to he wanted to produce a steam engine. Yeah, like thousands of years before we were ready for a steam engine, and he's like, oh, yeah. "Okay, well, here." It's called a plow, because that's what it does. Yeah, a plow. Like, and he was—you could just tell that he was yeah. like, you know, he was crawling up the walls te- technologically. Yeah. Listen, I don't want—I don't want to touch on or unpack this, but I do want to acknowledge. Sure. There's a lot of hate on the internet. There's a lot of outrage mm. that his character was gay. Right. And that we see him and his partner kiss, and that they have a child together. Grow up. Yeah. P- piss off. It's 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 <laughs> it's twenty twenty one. Right. You know the fact that we've gotten this far into the MCU, and this is mm-hmm. the fir- like statistically, that right. this is the first gay character we've come across. Hmm. Like, it's just. <laughs> That 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 is just ignorance and stupidity and prejudice, and there's no place for it. Yep. So if that's your mindset, stay home. Don't go see the movie. Oh. Just stay home. I agree. So I mean, that's that's. I don't want to turn it into some big ugly. If you have something to no. say, then absolutely go ahead. But I don't want to. I don't want to turn it into some big thing. I'm so mad about that that I don't even like about people's <laughs> people's stupidity. And, and, and yeah, just, just their, their intolerance of other human beings just drives me Mm -hmm. up the wall. It's lunacy. (laughs) 
And so I, I need to, I need to express that. It's not funny. But if it's we, funny, but if no. we unpack it, I'm going to, I'm going to rant and I don't want to rant. <laughs> okay. Well, we will, we will move on, but not that it's not an important point to remember to not be prejudiced and judgmental. Exactly. Just because Pete has a super white name doesn't mean you need to pick <laughs> on him. Doesn't mean that prejudice. I mean, you, can. Preju- you can, I do, but like it doesn't mean that <laughs> prejudice is necessary. Um, right. It's just an option. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have anything else, sir? I think that's it. All right. I think that's S- it. Scale of zero to 10. How would you <laughs> okay, rank so- Marvel's? The Eternals. So, this is where it gets tricky. I enjoyed my time seeing a film in theaters again. And although I thought it was long, I still enjoyed going out of the house. I found my... So, I used two scales. Sorry. So, let me just spit it out here. I used two scales. One scale tells me how much effort I'd put into seeing a film. The other is just on a scale of 10. So... On my scale of how much effort I put into it, believe it or not, it's actually kind of teetering pretty low. So it's between the lowest and the second lowest category. I haven't really decided, so it's not quite bad enough that I'd only watch it at the cottage with no Wi-Fi and there was raining out and there was like a VHS of it sitting there. And between that and if it was on a streaming website for free, I'd check it out. So it's somewhere in between. Um, I think that just speaks to... like I. I really just wanted to see some ancient alien stuff. Like, that would have been so cool just leaning into, like, hey, we want to make locomotives in Babylon, and we want to do this in Egypt, and we want to do this here and do there. And I I just thought, for me personally, there would have been a missed opportunity. And I I know it goes against the MCU, but I would have just wanted to see more containment of seeing a beginning-to-end story of some such in one film. But I I know that's not the way it's going in any MCU film, so they're going to at least be a trio of this and so on and so forth anyway on a scale of 10 i give it a four out of 10 so um yeah that, that's why i give it out of 10 cool what would you give it out of 10 um well listen <laughs> i uh and i and i can back this up i gave it a seven out of 10 Fair um enough. i'm not gonna get fancy with decimal points or you know, anything <laughs> like that. Seven out of ten. Um, is it is it top tier MCU? No. Is it the best MCU film I've ever seen? No. Does it crack top five? No. Hmm. Does it crack top ten? Maybe not. Um, but there are definitely worse MCU films. Um, at least at- one. At least one. And I did enjoy myself. I absolutely sure. enjoyed myself. I'm seeing it again this weekend. I'm excited to see it again this weekend. Um, part of that is seeing it with a fresh group, right? New audience, mm. new whatever. It's it's a, yep. it's it's like a uh, rejuvenated energy. Mm. Um, and so that's fun. Uh, but I am excited. I'm excited to see it again. I'm excited to pick up on stuff that I may have missed the first time. Um, and so, yeah, I, I give it a seven out of 10. I'm, 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 I'm happy with it. I'm very excited to see where they, I think that's, I, that, that plays a huge role too, right? Like if they had introduced these characters and it was like, uh, 
the you know at the very end credits it says the Eternals will return. If my thought was <laughs> whoop de doo, <laughs> then that says something. But my thoughts were, yep, okay, of course they will, and <laughs> and can't wait. Fair and, enough. And I think that's that that speaks loudly. That says something, right? That can't be ignored. Sure. Uh, so seven out of ten. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So what did you watch this week, girl? Okay, I watched a few things. Uh, I'll start off. I watched Blast from the Past, the 1990s <gasps> uh, Brendan Fraser film. Wait, wait. Had you seen it before? I surprisingly thought I had, but I think I had only watched it about like halfway through because there was a lot of preamble that is important to the plot that I never had seen. So I'm going to say no, I had not. Is it is it is it so bad that it becomes good? There are there's times in this film that the highs hit really high and there's some lows that are pretty low. And I think it balances out to the it's just a fun nostalgic story and I love Christopher Walken, I love Brendan Fraser and it was a good it was a fun film. It I is, give it a six out of ten. It is almost a blast from the past in and of itself because you watch it. Don't and you're like, get me Whoa, started. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Alicia Silverstone. What is this? When? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Have you tried? Have you have you tried hot Dr Pepper? I never thought twice about it. Like it. No. I have, and it works. Just so you know. Huh. It tastes like a really sugary, syrupy cider. <laughs> it's good do it okay alright but yeah I gave that a 6 out of 10 that was it was fun if nothing else um the next two I've watched were pretty unique they're pretty out there I'll start with this one I watched a film from 1980 that kind of also spawned my random tangent question that I asked you it was called Raise the Titanic oh it was, my god it's uh, so stupid I actually didn't mind it it wasn't a great film. It was very. It's very 1980. It's very. It's almost too 1980 that it hurts because they somehow involve like Russian Cold War stuff into the Titanic, and I'm like, oh, I don't know why. I think this would have been interesting enough if we were just looking for the Titanic and wanted to bring it up. It wasn't even well done. Like again, it was so 1980s that it looked fake at times, but. The models that they used and the, the devices that they used for it was enough to at least pique my imagination. And there was one scene that was cool where a character walks in, like one of the foyers of the Titanic, which I just thought was an, just as a kind of like a alternate history kind of thing. I thought that was just kind of fun to watch. And the concept is cool. And because the concept is cool, I think I was dreaming on the film a bit more. So the film itself, yeah, not I think, great. I think the thing about it that is interesting to go back and watch now is sure. that it it's a fun sort of milestone or like bookmark marker of of real life events in that mm. you watch it and you go oh okay when they made this we hadn't found it yet yeah and and because we hadn't found it the fact that the ship had split in two was speculation. Like some people right. argued that it probably had, and yeah. others because yep. it was just it was just eyewitness account. Yep. 
right? People from the night had said, yeah, and then it split in two. And others said, no, it didn't. And so, mm-hmm. and so we didn't know. And then, you yeah. know, because when they bring that thing up in the movie, A, not only yes. is it in <laughs> one piece, yeah, but good Lord, the ocean has been kind to this thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. There was a scene in the film where they're like, oh, won't it be like burnt to shit or like not in good shape? And some some character was like, oh, no, it's so deep that it's actually preserved pretty well. And I was like, ooh, once they found the real Titanic, that comment <laughs> we, did not we knew, age We knew well. that wasn't true. What is it? We've got yeah. like we've got like 10 years left with the thing before you can't even yeah. tell that it was ever there because there's like yeah. a, there's a bacteria that's eating it. Um, yes. But yeah, it's like literally that thing comes up and it's like, well, shit, son. Dust that thing off, put some paper mache (laughs) over the hole, and let's start selling tickets. Let's get this thing back into into use. Like, come on. I brought some I brought some spare bed sheets. We can start tonight. Let's Let's, go. Yeah, come on, Maiden Voyage 2.0. Let's rock it. Yeah, it's yeah. It doesn't work, but it's 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 fun for that reason. It's fun. And uh uh, just for the listener, in case they're not well versed with us, obviously, as you can tell, you and I are like Titanic buffs. Like it's not just about the film; it's like the ship itself that we're intrigued with. And there was again not a well executed scene, but there was a scene where they floated the Titanic like on the Hudson in New York, where it was supposed to be arriving in 1912. And again, it wasn't executed well in the film, but it still got me dreaming of like what a scene that would be if that was actually possible and if that actually did happen. It does but, in the second Ghostbusters. <laughs> that is the harbor master creepy, calls and he's like It's kind of creepy. He's like, This it's the harbor master. And he says, Well, what does he want? We're busy. And he says, He said the Titanic just arrived. And and there's like right. yeah, and there's like oh. just this awestruck harbor master, and the ship's there, and there's a big hole in it, and there's like oh. all these just ghosts of like oh. early 1900s passengers yeah. walking up to the you know, which is actually really morbid if you think about it, but it's so funny. Oh, yeah, in the context of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I'll say, and this this will be the last thing I say about that film. It, it is interesting how sometimes like we're wrong. Like I said, like when they said it, it would keep well, and it clearly didn't but it is funny when like film or fiction mirrors reality because in the the whole premise of this film is like they're looking for something to fuel the cold war and it's related related to russia and in real life i think it was something like that like they were on an expedition looking for like a sunken i think it was a soviet sub but some type of submarine nonetheless and then they're like hey we have like a week because we found and completed our mission And I forget the exact person's name, but he was a Titanic buff. And he's like, we have like a week's time. Let's look for the Titanic. And that's when they found it. So I just, I think it's fun when life mirrors uh, fiction. Yeah. The only other thing I watched, (laughs) the only other thing I watched. Oh, I gave Raise the Titanic 5 out of 10. I watched a 1972 science fiction film in Russian. It's the only way. It was called Solaris, and it's a Tarkovsky film. I was completely enthralled by this film, and the only thing I'll say about it that captured my attention, every science fiction film I've seen from the past, and even some in the present day, I think the problem that I have with a lot of science fiction films is they focus on technology, on technological inventions, 
And even at the time, they can not age well. And then like in five, ten years, you look back at it and go, wow, that's so archaic. That's so I can hardly watch this anymore. This film did not go that route. And the director specifically wanted to avoid the cliches of that. He wanted something that had more emotional depth. And it was a science fiction film that raised such philosophical questions for me about what it meant to be in a relationship with someone or contact someone who might not be who you think they are, but you know, just all these philosophical things of like, can you love someone if you haven't really talked to them in so many years? And just all the, like a lot of different questions that I thought was fascinating for a film of the time. And I can't believe I loved it as much as I did. I gave it an eight out of 10. Not for every viewer. I think a lot of people would find it boring. It's definitely not like a a, a barn burner by any means, but it was, I loved it. So that is what I watched this week. What did you watch? Um, Well, I watched several films. Um, Let me just pull up my list here. Because that's what lack of preparation looks like. (laughs) Uh, so I watched, um, I watched a movie called, um, Seed of Chucky, uh, which is, is the second in the not to be taken seriously child's play movies. Um, Hmm. the first three are sort of like hack and slash horror films. Bride of Chucky is where we introduce Jennifer Tilly as the character Tiffany. Um, And then Seed of Chucky is just like, it's just one step further into the, like, you know, the movie, the movie starts out and you see like, like a, a point of view shot of like, uh, of like, Chucky's sperm traveling through the fallopian tubes of another puppet or another doll. And it's just like, and you, but it's just, and the whole thing is just like, it's so, it's so satire and so crazy. And so like, you know, Chucky, Chucky and this other doll have this baby doll that comes out. That's like half boy, half girl, but like doesn't know if it wants to be a ballerina or a serial killer and is voiced by Billy Boyd, which I never realized until this time when I watched it. Um, it's, it's not a good place to have gone after doing Lord of the Rings. Um, wow. Yeah. But it's just, it's so, it's so stupid, but it's, it's so like, it'll make you laugh. Like it's, it's a comedy and it's, I don't know. I've, I laughed. Um, (laughs) then I watched curse of Chucky, which is Hmm. a return to the horror genre. Um, and is pretty good. Um, I watched a movie that I love and I'm going to go, I'm going to go out on the record right now and say, it's a movie that I'm, if you haven't seen Pete, I'm going to recommend it to you. I don't do that very often. No, no. Um, at least not as often as I used to. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's so good, and it's a film that does not get enough recogni- re- recognition. Hmm. It's the Gerard Butler, Morgan Freeman, hmm. 
Aaron Eckert film. Huh? Olympus has fallen. Oh. Have you seen it? Yes. It's so good. So it came out in the same year that White House Down came out, which is the right. like Channing Tatum ugly sister of this film. Um <laughs> <laughs> which happens, which happens in movies all the time. It's like so uh, we're much. gonna do, we're gonna do a, a what, what's the film called? Snow White or something? We're gonna do like right, Snow White and the Huntsman, and yes. a different studio's like, oh, that sounds an awful lot like our Mirror Mirror film. Like, <laughs> it's like what? Yep. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Olympus has fallen. Oh my goodness. There's not a moment in that film that I don't enjoy. It is so fun. It is so intense. It is so well done. So funny. Like, it's just so good. So I watched that, um, which I think I'd only ever seen one other time before. Hmm. And then had never seen either of the two sequels. And then the following night, last night, watched London Has Fallen. Um, oh, yes. A little bit of a step down from the first one, a slight step down, um, sure. but still super, super enjoyable. Like if the first one's like an 8.5 out of 10, this one's like a 7.5. Not quite as good, oh, wow. but still like still yeah. a, a solid choice if you're going to sit and watch a movie. Um, sure. And then watched the trailer for Angel Has Fallen. Um, which is the 2019, is yeah, the third one from 2019. Um, oh, dang. and I'm excited to watch it. It looks like it's maybe not as good as the first one, but better than the second one from the trailer. Hmm. Um, so excited for that. And then w- was reading up on it and actually in production is Night Has Fallen, um, <laughs> which is another, but I'm like, I'm like, absolutely keep going. Keep going. Make these, man. This is this is this is the it's the cinematic version of Jack Bauer from Twenty Four. Absolutely, positively, mm. it's, it's just so freaking good. There's such a mm. chemistry in the film between the actors, and and oh my goodness, if you haven't watched it in a while, it is time for a rewatch. At least of Olympus has fallen. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's on Netflix, so it's an easy watch too. Oof. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, I believe that's it. I think that's it. That's all I've watched. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Just four films. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wrap this thing up. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Please check out the links below. Like, follow, subscribe everywhere you can, everywhere you want to. Um, Check out our Patreon page. Consider joining our Patreon. Um, Thank you to all our Patreon supporters. It helps us grow the show. It helps us uh, cover costs. And uh, most of all, thank you just for listening and for joining us this week. And uh, we hope you join us again. Can I, can I, can I tease something? Can I drop an Easter egg? Sure. Okay. So please consider joining our Patreon, which is soon going to see an overhaul. (laughs) Um, Some tiers are going to change. Not the, not the prices, but just like what you're, you know. We're just mm-hmm. going to rejuvenate them a little bit. Yeah. We're going to introduce a couple of tiers. One, including some merch. Like, just like every... So, basically, without letting the cat out of the bag, every three months, you're going to get a piece of merch just sent to you. That's a pretty friggin' sweet deal. <laughs> like, I don't know. Where else does that happen? And two, 
and literally I'm going to give zero details. <laughs> zero details. Yep. But two, there will be a tier. There will be an option in the foreseeable future to not every episode of the show, but every so often receive a, a video podcast version of the show. Ow! Yeah, I did, what, you know, that, I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do that. And the other thing that I'm going to say is share, share this. If you like us, if you like mm. us, if you love us, share, help us grow. This is, you know, the more that we grow, the more we can do for you. Um, you know, so whatever you use, Facebook, Instagram stories, um, Twitter, uh, snail mail, I don't care. You know, download our episodes, put it onto a CD, send it to your grandmother. I, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. Just share it. Share the show with people. Let them know that you love us so that they can love us as well. Yeah. That's, that's all this is. It's just, it's just, it's just gratification is, is that's, it's what we live on. <laughs> it's what we need. <laughs> it's true. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? I'm not, I'm not. It's, 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 we're humans. We're humans. We need to, we see the numbers and we're like, yes, yes, that's right. Go back and download our, our walk the line <laughs> review with questionable audio quality. Do it. Come on. Come capital on. Q, capital Q question. Capital Q. That was that was that's the that's an echoey one, right? I think that one's oh, pretty yeah. echoey. Yeah. And I think a deer ran into our living room and like grabbed our mic at one point. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just remember it being really the episode content was good, just the audio wasn't. Just good. the audio. Yeah.